Hello, and welcome to The Shining Light, where we are shining the light of the gospel and speaking the truth in love, providing strength, and stirring the hearts of our listeners. We are so glad to have you joining us today as you listen to this message from Pastor Tim Cruz. Thankful for those who've gone before us, the sacrifices they've made, the freedoms that we enjoy this day, and I appreciate this song. I thought of this on this day, those whose lives were lost, and the day before, the 246 people who went to sleep in preparation for their morning flights, the 2,606 people who went to sleep in preparation for work the next morning, 343 firefighters went to sleep in preparation for their morning shift. Sixty police officers went to sleep in preparation for their morning patrol. Eight paramedics went to sleep in preparation for their morning shift. None of them saw past 10 a.m. September 11, 2001. In a single moment, life may never be the same. In a moment. They went to sleep the night before, and then they woke up and faced eternity. And none of us knows this morning when eternity is coming for us. When our day is done and this life ends for us, we don't know that. But we do know that that day is coming. For it's appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. We're going to meet the God who made us, the God who provided a way of forgiveness of sin and eternal life. I hope you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior today. How many of you remember where you were and what you were doing when you heard the news that morning that these planes had crashed into the Twin Towers? You remember that? We were here at school. It was a beautiful early autumn type day. I remember just distinctly the weather being somewhat cool, sunny, and uh, very low humidity. And we were in school and got the call that uh, this was happening. We got the television out and gathered uh, together in chapel and prayed for our country as we watched this in just utter disbelief. We watched it unfold. And so, indelibly written in my heart and my mind, just the shock, the fear, the sadness, the deep sorrow for those who were dying and then seeing the buildings crumbled. I mean, we were all glued to our TVs if we had access just to see these pictures. And to consider this, what an awful time it was. But when you remember, you not only remember the great tragedy and sorrow of that day, you remember the heroism of those who stepped up, those who ran into those buildings while others were fleeing, those who bravely and courageously and uh, sacrificially even ran into those buildings to try to rescue others, and it cost them their lives. Well, I think about this. There's no greater love than a man lay down his life for his friends. That's what Christ did for us. Aren't you thankful that we're following this wonderful Savior today who understands the depth of sacrifice? We should understand that. Teach it to this next generation that they don't forget 
what others have faced so we could have the freedoms that we enjoy today. I thought this was interesting. Queen Elizabeth passed away this week and after reigning for just over 70 years, she sent a letter to our country via the British ambassador when this happened, this was read by Sir Christopher Meyer at a prayer service at St. Thomas Church, New York. You come together today at St. Thomas Church in New York, united in sorrow by the terrible events of last week. Each and every one of us has been shocked and numbed by what we have witnessed in these recent days. But none of us shall doubt the resilience and determination of this great and much-loved city and its people. Men and women from many nations, from many faiths, and from many backgrounds were working together in New York City when this unimaginable outrage overtook them all. At your service today, we think especially of the British victims. For some of them, New York was simply a stopover on some busy travel schedule. For others, it was a workplace of excitement and opportunity. For many, it was a familiar second home. These are dark and harrowing times for families and friends of those who are missing and who suffered in the attack, many of you here today. My thoughts and my prayers are with you all now and in the difficult days ahead. But nothing can be said, can bring or begin to take away the anguish and pain of those moments. Grief is the price we pay for love. What a statement. I've heard that repeated down through the years. Grief is the price we pay for love. The greater the love, the deeper the grief when there's loss. We understand that. I remember years ago, someone was just overwhelmed with grief and said, Pastor, I don't understand it. Where is the grace of God? And, and I just, I'm trying to process this, and I've cried a bucket of tears. I almost have no tears left. Where is the grace of God? I said, well, the grace of God is here, but one thing you understand is the greater the love, the deeper, the greater the grief. When you truly love someone, there is a hole that's left in your heart and in your home. And we think about this. We think about this matter of loss and grief. We think about this matter of love. I also read where Queen Elizabeth had made this statement in the past, history teaches us we need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world neither a philosopher or a general, but a savior with the power to forgive. Isn't that wonderful? Thank God. Even in these days, some of these quotes are, are being given on newscasts and things as such. I remember years ago being in London. We stayed seven nights at the Rubens hotel. It's right across. If you look at Buckingham Palace, you go to the left. It's down on the left, just across the street from what they call the Royal Mews, M-E-W-S. That's where the royal family's horses and carriages are stored. And so we'd get up and we'd walk out of that hotel every morning and there would be Buckingham Palace. We got back one evening and I'll never forget, I thought, I'm just going to go walk around. And this is the day before cell phones. And can you imagine the pictures I could have had that night? I am telling you, it had been all over social media. And, but yet, I thought, I'm going to go walking. So I walked around to the front 
of the palace there down the uh, Royal Mall in uh, the front and then circle back around and it's a, a little place called uh, Birdcage Lane and uh, that road, I walk back through there to come back to the hotel. And, uh, but in uh, that journey that night, about 10 o'clock at night, all by myself, it's kind of misty type rain, kind of cool, early March. And I'm going to tell you, the magnificence of the architecture there, all the things that I got to see in the distance, I got my bearings when I circled back around by seeing Big Ben and then also Westminster Abbey and then there in the little area where the statue of Winston Churchill is. Circling back around, I thought about that. And one of the fellow tourists that had gone with us said she had seen the queen that night, said that I saw her being driven back into the palace and I waved at her and she waved back and it was like, this is a big, big deal. And she was just in disbelief that she got to see the queen, and the queen waved at her. I've read reports where Queen Elizabeth has made the statement that she would hope the Lord would return in her lifetime so that if he did, she could take her queen, her crown as queen, and lay it at his feet. Can you imagine that we have such a Savior one day that we're going to be able to take whatever crowns that he gives us for faithfulness and service? And lay them at his feet. And thank him for who he is and what he's done for us. There are powers in this world. I mean there are places of great, great regard. But men and women live and die. We come and we go. But there is one who lived and died and lives again. And he said, and I am alive forevermore. Isn't that wonderful? We have a wonderful Savior today. So as we think about this, as we reflect and remember, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. God's people are ready to cross over. They're going finally into the land of promise. And God has prepared Joshua to lead them through Moses. And after the death of Moses... The Lord raised up Joshua and told him to be strong and very courageous. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 7. The word very there has a thought wholeheartedly, even vehemently, with great zeal. Only be strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded. He was not to turn to the right nor to the left, but to go down the pathway of God's word all the way. And he said in verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. We want prosperity, we want success, but they are not to be pursuits. They are the byproduct of pursuing God. They are the byproduct of obeying God's word, doing what God has said here in the scriptures. That's when God sends blessing. That's when God brings success, advancement, moving forward for God. Thou shalt make thy way prosperous. The thought is to push forward, to gain ground, to break through even. Some of us, that's where we are today. We need a breakthrough from God 
We need to push through something that is holding us back. And, and if we're not careful, we don't even realize how we are letting that hold us back when we don't have to. We can move beyond that. We can move into a realm of victory, a realm of gaining ground, going forward for God. That's what heroes do. They don't just simply stop and say, Moses is gone. Where does that leave us now? We're in uncharted territory, and uh, we don't know where to turn or what to do. Oh, no. No, we don't despair. We don't cower in unbelief. We rise up. We take hold of the God that held those who went before us. He's still the same God. He changes not. He said, now, I want you to be of good courage, to be strong, the Bible says in verse 9. Have not I commanded thee? God has charged him with this. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. That's all we need to know today. God is with me. If God is with me, I can go wherever he wants me to go. Face whatever he wants me to face. Rise above, overcome, work through, move forward beyond something that held me back for however long. I can do that with God for, the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. All things, nothing too hard for our God. And so God is saying, I want you to move forward here. I don't want you to get bogged down. Some of us, that's where we are today. We're bogged down. We're kind of stuck. We're at a place to where we're just spinning our wheels, going round and round. See, the time came when God told them in Deuteronomy chapter 2, you, you've circled this mountain long enough. You've gone round and round and round in the wilderness long enough. It's time to turn northward. It's time to start gaining ground for God. That's where some of us have been for however long, for whatever reason. And the Lord knows those things, but God is patient. God is kind. God is long-suffering. God is merciful toward us. He just wants us to humble ourselves, to see it, and to address it and say, Lord, I'm willing by your help to move beyond this barrier or this burden or this barrenness in my life. God, I need your help and so God was moving his people forward by moving Joshua forward in faith. You come to chapter 3 and the time was to cross over the river Jordan. And so God said to his people through his servant Joshua, Joshua chapter 3 and verse 5, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Sanctify yourself. Separate yourself unto God, away from anyone or anything that would distract you or draw you away from the Lord or cause you to hesitate or to be hindered, to bog you down, to bother you. Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. The Bible says, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. We don't know what troubles may come. They didn't know on 9-11, those who went to sleep the night before, what the day would bring for them 21 years ago. But there's always the prospect that sorrows can come, we understand, but there is the opportunity for good to come, blessing, advancement. For God to move us forward. And so God was saying that to his people. I'm going to move you forward. Worship always 
precedes wonders. I hope you'll make a note of that. Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders. We want to see the Lord do wonders, but the Lord wants to see us humble ourselves and worship Him and thank Him for who He is by faith. It's like, Lord, I'll praise you if you'll do this. The Lord says, no, praise me and I'll do that. You see the order there? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The Bible talks about our breath. This really struck me the other night at Kay's memorial service. She had gotten to the place to where she just couldn't breathe. Her lungs were practically gone. And I thought about this. Breath is a gift from God. We breathe right now. There's a lot of people who'd love to be able to do that. No wonder the Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. God created man, developed him, and formed him out of the dirt, the dust of the ground, and breathed into him the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Think about what God has given us. The psalmist said, as long as I have my being, as long as I have my breath, I'm going to praise the Lord. One day this poor lisping tongue will lie silent in the grave. It'll sing the praise of God no more. May I sing the praise of God right here, right now, by faith, knowing that he's the great God of heaven. Well, I need more from him. I need greater blessing. I need him to come through for me. Oh, listen, friend. No, you by faith, humble yourself. Worship the Lord by faith. Thank Him even by faith. Praise Him by faith. And the wonders that will come, you'll be amazed. I remember my father-in-law saying years ago, he said, now Tim, if you'll be faithful to God right there at Shining Light, here's the way he said it. Miracles, miracles, miracles is what you'll say. You be faithful to God and God will bless that. And I'll tell you, I found that God has been faithful to us as we've endeavored to be faithful to him. And God has done miracles, miracles, miracles. God has blessed and provided and opened up doors to do so much more with for his glory, for the advancement of his work, which is the gospel, to not only reach people, but to teach them and train them. God says, now I've entrusted this to you. Oh, the wonders that have come. He said that they were to sanctify themselves. The priests were to step into the water here and stand still in Jordan in verse 8 and then as they did God would part the waters and the people were to pass over in verse number 14. You read that again the end of verse 16 and then the end of verse 17 that they were passed clean over the water God had dried it up and then in chapter 4 in verse 1 they when they were clean passed over Jordan. <laughs> Think about that. God told them to put some Stones of remembrance. Take them out of the water bank there, the river base. Twelve stones, one for each tribe, and set it on the other side. They would actually also take stones from where the priests were standing, and they would make a memorial within the middle of the river Jordan. So when the waters flowed back over, there was a memorial there perpetually before the Lord. And then one on the other side that others could see. And so he said this. 
I want you to do this, and it will be assigned to you, chapter 4, verse 6, that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. A memorial. You think about this. Memorials. We all have them. We look back. They're important to remember. It's wise. It's even necessary to look back and be reminded of the mercies of God what we faced, what it took to deal with that, to rise above it and move forward. It's important to remember those who acted in great courage, those who became heroes in the moment. It was thrust upon them and they rose to the occasion. We don't always know what we would do in a time of great challenge. But thank God for those like this gentleman, Tom Burnett, who was aboard Flight 93 and said to his wife, we're all going to die, but there are three of us who are going to do something about it. Him and two others overwhelmed the terrorist hijackers and crashed the plane in Stony Creek Township, Pennsylvania. We're going to do something about it. It's going to cost us our lives, but we're going to give our lives so that others can live. Don't you thank God for those heroes? So many who could be highlighted and pointed out on a day like today. But don't you thank God? Some of us, we've lost that sense in our own lives, in our own families. Hey, who did humble themselves? Who did pray? Who did seek the Lord during that time? Who did stand fast? Who did stay faithful? Who did humble themselves and say, you know what? We could just literally let this thing come loose and apart altogether, or we can humble ourselves before God and ask God to tie it back down, as it were. Aren't you glad there's a God in heaven who allows that? When troubles come and trials come, when I've run off the road before and I've done that, I never, never enter my mind that, well, I'm already this far off the road, I might as well run all the way off the road. Clean out a few mailboxes while I'm at it. That never enters my mind. My first thought is always what? I got to get back on the road, right? That's your thought. It's amazing though, when we sin, sometimes that's not our thought. Hey, I need to get this right with God. Our thought is, oh, wow. Well, here I am, failed again. I might as well just kind of wallow in a little while. Just kind of go a little bit further. Who am I to think God can use someone like me? I mean, whatever the recording is, again and again. Isn't that amazing? I want to tell you, there's times when God spoke to you, someone prayed for you, someone preached to you, someone pointed the truth out to you, someone challenged you, someone was there for you. They were a voice in your ear, while the adversary was saying, it's over, it's finished, throw it away, there's nothing left. You're able to gather yourself before God and humble yourself, and, and the Lord brought you through. Isn't that amazing? Don't you thank God for that today? 
Don't you thank God for heroes in your own life, your own family, those who could have cowered, those who could have caved, those who could have just given in and thrown it all away. But rather than that, they got on their knees and committed themselves to God. And then they rolled up their sleeves and said, let's go to work and let's rebuild this thing. Whatever God has given us, God has sanctified it. And what God has called clean, who are we to call unclean? God can't use it anymore. God's not interested in it. Well, he says, listen, I want you to remember what I've done for you. Many of us remember when he saved us. May the Lord take us back and remind us time and again. Show us where he brought us from and where we could be today without him. I've had on my heart of late the Elm Street Church of God. That's where as a little boy my family went for a time. And, and I remember God speaking to me in that church. It still stands there, kind of on the backside of what they've developed downtown Kannapolis now, which is amazing development. It's still there. I think about mile markers along the way, places of remembrance. I've told our children recently, Shining Light will always be your church home. You grew up here. Caleb was asking yesterday about Miss Margie, and got to talk about Miss Margie, and then Frank and, and uh, Caleb and Jared, and, and several of us were able to be there for John's 20th birthday. And so as we got to talking about it, they said, Dad, we've got a lot of good members of growing up at Shining Light and people that we know that loved us and prayed for us. Don't you thank God for that? Listen, if your children grew up here, you ought to tell them that. This is your church home. You're always welcome here. You're always prayed for. You're always hoped for and believed in, as it were. Don't go so far away that you think you can never come back home. You can come back to your God, and you can come back to your church home because people, by the grace of God, somehow have humbled themselves again and again when they could have turned aside, but they stayed by this tough. They were faithful to God, and there's a place to come home to. Thank God for that. Oh, the mercies of the Lord. Memorials along the way. We were praying years ago that God would let us get across the railroad track because the city had said so many different things that we'd have to do, and it was just uh, not something we could do at the time. And I stood on the corner of this building back here and looked at the track, and I said, Lord, we can't get across that track there to use that property unless you part the track like you did the Red Sea or the River Jordan, would you part those tracks, Lord? Two weeks later, the city calls us, the chief engineer, and said, Preacher, we've been talking about this, and we've kind of thought it through, and here's what we want you to do instead. And God opened that door. I didn't say a word to him. Twenty years passed, and they came out here and actually put the road in the way they told us we were going to have to 20 years ago. And the chief engineer, who is a Christian, he has since retired. He laughed as we stood out there one day. He said, Preacher, I just knew all these years y'all were going to have to pay for this road. He said, I can't believe it. Here we are. The city's paying for it. He said, isn't that amazing? I said, it's not only amazing, but it's an answer to prayer. Amen. They did it right. I mean, wider than two lanes there, curbing, the guttering, all that they put in there. They did it so nice, the little cul-de-sac around here. He said, I just knew y'all were going to have to do it, but we waited on God, and in God's time, God made a way, story after story of God's faithfulness. 
Oh, we can look back and we need to rehearse these things. We need to hear these things. As God has been faithful, God is faithful and God will be faithful. May the Lord help us and stir us anew. I think about this matter of truth. We need to come back to a fixed point of reference. Leadership, we need those to rise up and point people to light the way. And they need the courage to do the right thing thing. Let's pray for one another. Let's pray for our leaders. Let's pray for those in our city. Let's pray for those in our state, those in our country, that God will raise up leaders who have courage, they have conviction, they have compassion, and they're doing it for the right reason. There's a God in heaven who will honor that. And may the Lord speak to us today. I thought this was interesting the head of, the co- of a company survived 9-11 because his son had started kindergarten that day. Another man was alive because it was his turn to bring donuts. One woman was late because her alarm clock didn't go off on time. Another was late, stuck on the New Jersey turnpike because of an accident and his life was spared. One missed his bus. One spilled food on her clothes and had to take time to go back and change. One's car wouldn't start. One couldn't get a taxi. One went back to answer the house phone. A man who put on a new pair of shoes that morning developed a blister before he got to the towers, so he stopped at a drugstore to buy a Band-Aid. And this writer said, when you're stuck in traffic, oversleep, miss your ride, all the little things that annoy you, maybe you're exactly where you were meant to be at that very moment. Interesting, isn't it? If we knew of the mercies of the Lord that helped us get through this week, I believe we'd all be in the altar today saying, thank you, Lord. I really believe that. Doesn't the Bible say he will give his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways? If we knew what we avoided already today, (laughs) we'd be amazed. But we take it so for granted, this gift of life that God has given. And I just want to challenge you this morning. A time to remember, a time to reflect. It's healthy. It's important It's necessary to not only look back and and sense and grieve that loss, but to embrace anew the heroes of that day, those who rose to the occasion, those who led people forward with courage and compassion, but most of all, to remember the Lord. We believe God is sovereign, right? That means he's in control. We also believe God is providential. Do you believe that? And that God has providentially allowed us to come and be in his house today is a great gift from his hand. May we humble ourselves before the Lord and say, Lord, you've let me stay on this earth now. These years, these days, this day for a reason. Help me to be that shining light for you for the gospel's sake that others may hear from these lips as long as I have breath the glorious good news that can not only change their lives but change their eternity. Because when it's all said and done, friend, the only thing that matters is whether or not you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. And I hope you know him today. Thank you for listening to The Shining Light. 
We pray that this time has been a time of encouragement and blessing to you. The Shining Light is a production of Shining Light Baptist Church located at 2541 Old Charlotte Highway in Monroe, North Carolina. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to join us. Service times and more information can be found at our website, www.shininglightmonroe.com. You can also watch our services on Facebook and YouTube and connect with us on social media. Thank you for joining us, and God bless.